Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the victory horns are sounding for one Mackenzie Dern and... Man, if you are a fighter in the women's strawweight division after seeing that performance, you are looking at Mackenzie Dern in an entirely different way because she put the wood to Angela Hill over 25 minutes, 49-43 on one of the judges' scorecards, 49-44 on the others. Dominant, battering decision win for Mackenzie Dern. She gets it done. It was kind of like a bizarro fight because you thought you would – think heading into this fight that if the striking was going to be the majority of the fight it would be won by Angela Hill and if things are going to take place against the fence it'd probably be won by Mackenzie Dern it was the opposite both ways but Mackenzie Dern showed a lot of wrinkles to her game some evolved striking and yes Jed Mishu who is joining us right now vicious ground and pound from Mackenzie Dern something you and I have been discussing for a long time could she add that wrinkle to her game and she did. What a performance. And we're here to talk all about it. Welcome to the UFC Vegas 73 post-fight show. I am Mike Eck. That is the aforementioned Jed Mishu. Can't wait to get his thoughts on this performance. And my best friend is here as well. Alexander Kaylee, who was just telling me that the new Fast and the Furious movie is awful and no one should see it. I was going to ask, is- I was going to say, Jed... Uh, would you say, apropos of, I don't know why this phrase comes to mind, that that was the, the most fast and furious performance of Mackenzie Dern's career? I would say it was uh, too, one could say it's too fast and too furious at points. Yeah, I agree. Right. I agree. You, you might almost say at times it was like she was in like a Tokyo drift, like as far as like, her mindset goes. It was pretty impressive. Just, like she was, It was very fast and furious uh, for, for all five rounds. It was fast five rounds. <laughs> it was a fast five rounds, yeah. <laughs> that was Guys. pretty good. I did not expect that. That was, that was excellent. X. Well, we got, we got plenty. We got plenty more where that came from, baby. I'm sure you do. I'm sure the puns will be fast and furious throughout this post-fight show. Uh, Jed, be. Jed, let's, let's begin with you. And let's talk about this performance from Mackenzie Dern, because you and I yeah. on various programs for, I mean, I don't know how many BTLs we were talking about heading into Mackenzie Dern fights, heading out of Mackenzie Dern fights over the last couple of years. If she could just learn to hit people while on the ground in these dominant positions, she is going to be a problem. 
And at one point in the first round, she landed an elbow in our, in our Slack chat. I'm like, Oh my God, she landed an elbow on the ground. And I was like, ah, maybe that's going to be the only one she landed. Boy, was I wrong because she was just ruthless down there with those strikes. What a performance from Mackenzie Dern. Did she answer all of the questions you could have had about her? Because I'm sure you view her much differently now than you did heading into this fight. She didn't answer all of them. Like There are still real questions about what Mackenzie Dern can do and kind of what her ceiling is. But this is the thing we've been waiting for. Like, I'm I'm not here to say that I'm I'm a genius and I've been asking for this when no one else has. We've all been asking for this. The say all of the people know the same things we need to see here. We need to see you have better, more committed striking. We need to see you be able to actually take people down and not just kind of wish your way into these positions. And when you do get them down, you can't just try to cuddle everyone. You have got to hurt them when you can't because that's what costs you against Yan Xiaonan. You got into dominant positions, but you spent the whole time fishing for chokes that you didn't get. And then Yan, every round starts in the feet, and that's how that fight went. This one, she didn't. I still have a ton of questions about her striking because it was certainly effective tonight, and we can talk all about that. Um, she is not winning any awards for technique, and that's going to be a problem against people with more firepower to fire back, right? Angela Hill can't hurt her on the feet realistically. Yan Xiaonan, we just saw lay out <laughs> Jessica Andrade, so that same sort of ethic isn't going to work for Mackenzie Dern but she answered the biggest thing I've wanted from her this whole time is she she was mean you have to be mean to be an elite level fighter there is maybe one fighter in the history of this sport who got away without being mean and was a top top tier athlete it was Damian Maya and he notably never won a title and it probably didn't help that he didn't want to hurt people you gotta hurt people and it paid dividends because she got Angela Hill down in that first round and she didn't really try for submissions. She just beat the hell out of her. She tried a couple of times, but mostly she spent it laying the wood, as you said, Mike. And that adds up. That makes it more likely for other things to happen. And in that third round before the big knee lands that we'll talk all about in the round three, Angela Hill had started to tire and she didn't tire because she was playing defense on the ground the whole time from chokes. She tired because she was getting her ass beat for big sections of the fight. So one of the biggest, you know, question marks, the biggest wish list for Mackenzie Dern she showed tonight. And so that elevates her and makes me very excited to watch her keep fighting. AK biggest takeaway from this performance and i i do want to give credit to angela hill because she fought out hmm. some really tough positions tonight she took a beating and just kept on coming there were portions of that fight where she could have just let the beating continue and just got out of there and she wouldn't allow that to happen so all the credit in the world to angela hill for going the full 25 and making it to the final horn but this is the mckenzie dern show ak what were your thoughts about it mike i've done a poll uh how i i don't know how to spell it says how you grade how you grade mackenzie turns ufc vegas 73 main event when obviously i mean how did you how would you grade how do you grade uh, mackenzie turns win on saturday i gave a plus a b or c or lower uh we've got a leading 41 percent, which i think i think most of us would agree on um i'm so disappointed that that wasn't a fast and the furious pun in that poll 
how what how what would you how would you have to, I feel like it's there's an obvious what, thing. Was it fast? Was it furious? <laughs> was it fast and furious? How would you describe like, or neither done any of these things? Neither fast nor furious, which would have been. Was better. that more I of a letty? Was that more of a letty performance? Yes. Or like what what character style? did she best embody out there? Uh, I think Gina it was Letty. There was a lot of there was a lot of Letty in Mackenzie Dern out there. Is all I'm saying. I don't know. She didn't go. Did she go for the triangle? Did she go for the Letty Ortiz signature she, triangle show? She absolutely went for the triangle. Oh, you know, I'm gonna miss that. She, okay. I, there was a I lot th- going I th- on. I th- round two or three when she when Hill like sh- follows her down into what is functionally a guard pull. Almost immediately, Dern gets a triangle. She doesn't get it locked on, but she gets the legs crossed, and then Hill goes, "Oh shit!" and runs away. <laughs> like, but yeah, absolutely had a triangle effort. It was great. If only Hill got had, a, had crazy horsed her like Charlize does in the new movie. Spoiler, spoiler. I'm sorry, spoiler, spoiler. Uh, yeah, uh, anyway, wow. most people are saying A. I would. I know, terrible. I would probably lean A as well. Uh, oh, if only because I think you know, if we say A plus, then we're saying like, oh well, there's no room for like this is their best performance or career. There's no room for improvement. It's up there, and I wouldn't mind people saying it's an A plus. I, I said in our Slack, like I'm almost more impressed by her you know, go, go, winning this dominant decision, then a lot of us have predicted submission, first round, second round. If this goes past that, we could see, you know, Angela Hill, you know, eventually figuring Mackenzie Dern out, being unable to be taken down and just dominating the last three rounds on the feet. And that's not what happened. No one could have predicted it would play out like this with Mackenzie Dern. I, I'll have to say, hesitate to say looking comfortable, but certainly looking enthusiastic to exchange on the feet. And getting the better of it on multiple occasions. So um, I, I really want to say A+. Plus. Like, I really enjoyed the performance so much. If it's like, how fun was the performance? It's like A++++. plus 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 plus. If we're talking like, okay, like how much has she oh, evolved? How to, how to review her as a contender and things like that. Um, then I'm like, okay, fine. This is, this was just an A. But just an A is very good. Her first, her third time getting to main event a card. The other two did not go her way. Uh, Again, I don't know how much this improves her standing in people's minds as far as like, yes, now now Mackenzie Dern is going to be like she, – she's put it all together because clearly she hasn't like put it all together. But man, that was so fun to watch. And it's so rare, guys, that we, we say this fighter just has to do this. We want to see a fighter do this and then they actually do it. It, it just doesn't have we, – we, we, there's some fighters we've been, we've been slamming our heads against the wall like – for like their entire careers, as fighters were like, man, if only this fighter had done this, they might have become a top five fighter. They might have become a champion. And it just doesn't happen. And it's fine. Listen, they're the people in the cage. It's much. It's very easy for us to sit back here and say, hey, why don't you just do this? Why don't you just add this to your arsenal? Why don't you become better at this? Very easy for us to say it. So that's why it's so cool to see a fighter actually clearly hear this, not from us, but from her coaches, trainers, her peers, and implementing it uh, in such an effective way as far as the ground and pound goes. And also, listen, keeping her... Not giving up on that striking, not accepting that. Uh, okay, I'm like I'm just a jiu-jitsu person. She wants to throw down. How is this going to work against? I don't know higher, you know, t- higher rank competition. I don't know. But Angela Hill is pretty damn good in the feet. So maybe she surprised Angela Hill. Maybe if they run this one back, Angela has a different game plan. Is more prepared for the standup. But got to give a lot of credit to uh, Mackenzie Dern, though. Completely agree with you. Uh, and both women are going to take down, take home an extra 50 G's because this was the fight of the night, uh, according to no the brainer. UFC and you know what? Yeah. No brainer. Congratulations to both women. And, you know, at least Angela Hill may not get the win bonus, but she can dry the tears with hundred dollar bills and lots of them because 
she just won fifty thousand dollars for fight of the night. The other bonuses go to Diego Fajardo, which we're certainly going to talk about because that was an incredible knockout. And Slava Claus got himself a bonus. Natalia Silva does not get a bonus. I would have given her one just in general. She didn't even have to fight. She could have just stood in the octagon for 50 seconds and I would have given her a bonus because she's just a joy to watch inside that octagon. But to go back to the main event, Jed, and AK, we'll obviously talk about this tomorrow on, on to the next one. Uh, all week, Jed, McKen- Mackenzie Dern had been saying, I'm going to call it Rose Namajunas after this fight. She goes in there, has that performance, and she calls out Rose Namajunas, says, I've have, I have not been able to fight an ex-champion during this run. I think I now deserve the opportunity to do so. And we don't know what the hell's going on with Rose Namajunas at this point, but is this the right name to call out if you're Mackenzie Dern? Love the call out. I mean, I... I think there weren't a lot of bad call-outs for her in this situation, honestly, just because, and she sort of alluded to this, like most of the top 10 or 15 have sort of fought each other in a lot of ways, and she hasn't had an opportunity to really fight one of the top, top names, and this kind of would make sense. Like, I, I don't think there would have been a huge way to go wrong, but Rose Namajunas is probably the biggest risk, biggest reward, right? Like, there's a world where Mackenzie Dern can win that fight. And if she does, then she's just getting a title shot if she beats Rose Namajunas. But there's also a world where she gets dummied aggressively because Rose is very, very good at fighting when she's trying to fight people, unlike when she stands across the cage from Carla Esparza. But so I have no issue with the call out. I, th- I think it's pretty good. If she had called out Carla Esparza, I think that would have been fine. She had called, I mean, she kind of alluded to Yan Nan. That's about the only one I think would be bad just because they just fought. But she gets Rose. I think that's okay. Jessica Andrade coming off the loss. That's not usually how the UFC does business, but I, I think anything's kind of fine, and I personally like the call-out. I, I think she has a chance at getting it, which is always sort of the the way I judge whether a call-out is good or not, and I, I do think she has a shot at getting it, so it's not a bad call-out by any stretch. I also like the call-out. I'm not sure if that's going to be the official match. We can pick up to think about that, but... I think uh, a performance, and then I think this is an A call out. AK, what say you? I like the call out, and, I, and I'm I'm actually really curious who you guys think would be favored if that fight were announced. Uh, I don't know this week. Let's say this week. I asked how, how much. Minus two fifty at least. Wow, really? This mm-hmm. version of Dern. This version of I don't Dern know if is, it'll be that high. Really, it was really impressive. I, I do. I would. I would certainly pick Rose so. to win. But I do wonder. People sit, put in the uh, uh, YouTubers. I'm not going to throw a poll, but uh, call it on the comments. What do you give me? Some give me some opening odds. The the YouTube the YouTube people are smart. Give me some opening odds for Rose Namajunas uh, versus Mackenzie Duran. Let's say it's a main event. Let's say it's a that was yeah a fight night main event, not at the apex, somewhere on the road. Fight night main event, five rounds. Uh, Rose Namajunas, Mackenzie Duran. Give me some odds, people. Not necessarily who you would pick to win, just who you think would be uh, would be favored. So um, yeah, but I I like the call out. It, the only thing problem with the Rose call out these days is that, and we say this, I feel like we mention this on every show. We just don't know when she's going to compete again, and if it's going to be at one fifteen, because there has been a lot of talk about her trying her hand at one twenty five, right? So it, it, it's always a good name to call out. I think it'd be a competitive fight with this with this version of Dern that we saw. If she keeps improving 
you know, along this along this line. There's no reason she can't compete with the top five in the division. Um, but yes, it, you may you maybe want to go with someone who's like more of a short bet to uh, to eventually fight. But uh, most people are saying Rose favorite. Someone's saying minus 1200. It might be a bit much. Uh, minus 1200. Not true. <laughs> I think it's just a joke. Uh, Rose minus, minus 250. Minus 250. Yeah, most people are in that range. Should be minus 250. I mean, she, Rose minus 500. No, yeah, be a bit high. Not. Be a bit. Not just tonight. Not just tonight. Maybe, maybe, and look, I'm not here. This was a good performance, but like, I mean this in the nicest way I can possibly say this. She was minus 150 against Angela Hill. The gulf between Rose Nami Yunus and Angela Hill is enormous, and she was only a minus 150 over Hill. Yes, this performance was good. I think Rose is still a comfortable favorite in this one. Yeah. I would say I was gonna say like minus minus five feels a touch high. Minus yeah, five a feels high. a touch high, but if it wouldn't shock me if this was minus three, I would I would bet minus two fifty. But if it was minus three, I wouldn't be surprised. If we're not getting Rose Andrade three, then this is the exact fight I want for Rose Namunas. This is the Rose Andrade three makes a ton of sense right now. In any division, it could be 15 or 25. It doesn't yeah. matter. I don't yeah, care. I think, that's the yeah, fight to that's, make. That's not a bad one. They're cool. Dern can get Carlos Barza. That feels like a fight that Carlos pregnant and about to have a kid. So that ain't happening. Yeah, that's a long way. Yeah, okay. Well, then never mind. She can't do that. <laughs> she probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason I'm not on on to the next one. And except sometimes you are. Capacities. Sometimes you are. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so great win from Mackenzie Dern. She, she showed a lot. I think she didn't answer all questions, but she answered a lot of them and she took a, a huge step up and, and got it done. And we were kind of looking for Edmund Shabazi to see if he would answer some of those questions. And I think he did. I think he definitely answered some questions. Uh, that first round could have the old Edmund, it could have got real hairy in that first round, but he was laying some good strikes. He actually had Anthony Hernandez in a, in a pretty tight submission. It looked like for a few seconds, but Anthony stole some momentum. Shabazian kind of got just run over after that, but it's just a really bad, it turned out to be a very, a pretty bad stylistic matchup for Edmund Shabazian, which a lot of us kind of thought it could be, but Edmund showed, showed some improvements, Jed, did he not? Like at least early on going from, you know, where he trained from originally to going to extreme couture. There had, there are, were at least improvements that we have seen yeah. be, be over the last, you know, since the losing streak and snapping it. And then this fight with a really tough out at 185 and Anthony Hernandez, I saw some improvements. Did you? Yeah, definitely, man. Like I, I don't know that Edmund Shabazian's ever going to make a run at a title. He's still really young. You got to give him that. But I tweeted it out because I believe this with my whole chest. Um, if you go from a not good coaching staff to a good one, it's probably going to do better for you in your career. He still came up with an L here and he still showed some of his historical problems of being able to kind of sustain offense uh, as, as fights go on into relative weakness to grappling. But what we were talking about on the slack, like he, he showed really good defense when he was done. And that is always an impressive thing to me because you could pretty reasonably assert that Edmund Shabazian was cooked halfway through that second round. Like he didn't really have much to offer anymore. He's very tired. He may or may not have broken a rib. I know he told his corner that between second and third round. Um, 
I've never broken a rib, but I can only imagine, uh, based on people I know who have, that uh, doing grappling with a broken rib and a man continually transitioning from top turtle to back control over and over again probably sucks all of the ass. So, but that didn't that didn't keep him down. Like he continued to fight. He showed really good defense. He knew what he was doing. He was very keyed in on sort of the ways that Hernandez was trying to attack him with the mo- modified guillotine choke, kind of the offside to it. And he would always get his hips down and sort of move out. He just didn't have the energy or the ability to separate, get back to his feet and kind of restart some offensive sequences of his own. But that's still more than, frankly, we've seen when like Derek Brunson was just taking him down and beating his head in. So uh, he's getting better and he's young and he still has opportunities to improve, but he's got a lot of flaws that he still needs to work out. And he's really got to find a way to stop letting, to stop signing bout agreements against people who can grapple because that just seems like it's not doing him a benefit at this stage yep most batters on twitter were like i love the fact that people are jumping on edmund shabazian they were just biding their time and waiting to just dump a whole bunch of money on hernandez once it got to the right price and it looked like as today went on these good people price. got that price and they were good very price. happy with how things he got down out. to like so, minus 200 it was a good price I, my gimmick he got under he got under there yeah it. he was i think it was like my i we're doing the the people's pre-fight show is like, like minus 190 joaquin buckley and natalia silver were the only two fighters that were minus 200 and above everybody else was in the the high ones or below that so good on you guys good on you guys and and ak fluffy hernandez just quietly winning fights and doing so mm-hmm. impressively it is fun mm-hmm. to watch this man fight I don't know if I could, if I, he is not a middleweighty middleweight. I'm not putting him in that category at all, but four wins in a row guy just continues to look better and better. He might not be fighting for the middleweighty middleweight, middleweight title next, but could he be, could he get a rank guy next? Are we willing to go that high? You don't have to name a name, but what did you think of his performance? This run that he's on. And if you were the matchmaker, you don't have to give a specific name. What level we going like, 20 to 25 we going top 15 what are we thinking here uh i i would like to put him against someone in the top 15 i have a feeling he's not going to quite get there i'd have to think of the names i know you don't you said i don't have to name a name specifically but probably to answer this question is better if i take a little little gander at my uh middle middle rank rankings here the highest you could go i mean calvin gaslin depending on how you rank him I think Jack Hermanson would be a great fight. Jack Hermanson's coming off a loss. Brendan Allen has a fight. Mm, Mr. Main Event, Kyle Baraglio. But I kept saying he deserves a top 15. Maybe, well, maybe that's the answer. Maybe they both deserve a top 15 guy, but there's no real uh, top 15 opponent that's shaking loose right now. So then they kind of have to face each other for now. So that's a possibility. Uh, I already had Ant- uh, Fluffy sort of in my top 20 of just my UFC rankings. And this went over Edmund moves him up a little bit. But you know, again, not not, and he's not a top fifteen guy now. Just moves him up, just just a tier below, just a tier below. So I, if it were up to me, I'd like to dig out some of the top fifteen. I have a feeling it'll be uh, another unranked guy 
Uh, but he's so close. He's so close. I get the feeling that the UFC likes him. His fights are pretty exciting. He's a fight finisher. They love that. He has a distinct style, Mike. Like we said, he's not quite a middleweighty middleweight, right? Where where he gets into these fights where it's like this just this muddy, murky, what do either of these guys do fights? Like this was this was a good fight. This was a good fight. And and again, I've been a little hard on on Edmund. Um but he definitely – I agree. I agree he improved. I didn't love the matchmaking. Not a, ter- not a terrible matchmaking at all. Not terrible matchmaking. But like I, I, I like Jed said, I, I wish there was a middle ground between you know, um, show, you know, letting him show off his specialty, which is striking, which he got to in his last fight, and testing his grappling. Like There must be an in-between. Putting him up against a guy who's like such a specialized grappler. I mean, Anthony Hernandez does other stuff too, but he likes to get to the fight to the ground and just wear people down and beat them up. And we know that's Edmund's weakness. There has to be a middle ground between testing him and like exposing him. Uh, I don't know what that is. I don't envy the matchmaker's job when it comes to figuring out what to do with um, a a talented 25-year-old guy like Edmund uh, while, you know, keeping him on the roster and, uh, you know, you don't want to hand him easy wins and that. So it's tough. It's a tough situation. But uh, yeah, I'd like to see um, Edmund get some sort of striker next and uh, for Anthony Hernandez, not not quite top 15 yet. Man, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what his, what his management team's thinking. Putting him in a fight with Anthony Hernandez, I was gonna fight like he'll probably end up fighting like Ali Oskob Kizriev, who's just gonna like <laughs> belly to belly suplex him in the first fourteen seconds of the fight. But yes, I'm with you. Hopefully, he gets himself a, a striker, and we can move on, and we'll just see what happens. But honestly, there are like a ton of, there aren't a ton of strikers at middleweight as I'm kind of looking over it right now, like. Yeah, Chidi like, yeah, and Jakawani. I said I mentioned Armin Petrosian, like Bruno Silva. This is why you uh, this is why you sign these guys. Like this is why you, Dude, you know, Oh no, nah, no, nah, I don't like that. <laughs> but this is why you sign the like there's certain guys in middleweight that are like, oh, why does this guy exist? Like he's just kind of like a middleweighty middleweight striker. And it's like, yes, those are the guys. That's what Delcha Lunchian Bula. That's why guys like Delcha were on the roster to fight guys like Edmund. <laughs> Um, yeah, this wasn't this wasn't like an atrocious matchup, but I, I would just like to see them let Edmund show off what he does best, which is what they did like his first three fights, right? And I guess they thought after those first three fights, you know, you knock out Brad Tavares, huge win, um, that you have to like place him in a certain tier, and that's when they kind of already pushed him to the top of Dean. And it's MMA is a tough one, man. Once you open up that, you know, once you open up the the the, the bottle, the once you squeeze out the toothpaste, the contender toothpaste, there's no putting it back in. We saw that with Darren Till, like Darren Till is a good fighter, but once he fought Teron Woodley, suddenly it's like, oh, well, he has to fight top 10 guys going forward now. And it's like, I wish we could rebuild people in MMA. We say this all the time. And so Edmund, there's so much time for him. It, but yeah, I wish I wish they'd give him some fights that just build up his confidence a little bit. Not that he should be ashamed of like Saturday's loss. No, it was just a tough matchup. Anthony Hernandez is really good. Just mm-hmm. Really, really good. Yeah. Support for this podcast comes from Smart Water. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun. But it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. 
With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Uh, Lupi Godinez gets a nice win, wants to fight September 16th, which is, I believe is Mexican Independence Day. There, I, From what I understand, there is no card going to happen in Mexico this year unless something just magical happens out of nowhere. Well, but, why would you want to do that in Mexico? You only have three Mexican champions and maybe a fourth coming on. Who the hell would want to go to Mexico? Eh, it's it's tough. With Certainly not a promotion there. trying. You mean it's tough because Mexico isn't offering them a king's ransom to come to fucking Utah? Sure. That's part of it. Garbage-ass promotion. It's just a garbage-ass promotion. Come on, Bellator. Get down there. Make something happen. Uh, Joaquin Buckley, nice finish of Andre Fialio. We know someone was going down in that fight. But I got to talk about CDF, Jed Mishu. I got to talk about Carlos Diego Fajera. Man is not fought. In quite some time, since the Matush Gamrat loss, that was in December of 2021, hadn't won a fight since Anthony since beating Anthony Pettis. That was at UFC 246. That was before the pandemic. That was a month before the world shut down. Yep. He goes out and just runs over Anthony Pettis, and everyone thought this could be the dude. And then he wins his next, and then he just goes on and loses, and then he loses again, and then he loses again, and then he's got fights booked and then they get canceled and then another fight booked and then he's injured and then this happens and then this happens and finally gets in there with Michael Johnson. And we talk about middleweighty middleweights. This was Michael Johnson, the Michael Johnson fight because Michael Johnson comes out and looks great in the first round, quick hands. He's landing everything comes out in the second round and it's the same thing. We're like, wow, Michael Johnson, he like, he's been saying, I want to go on this title run. Maybe this is it. Maybe he's about to go on this title run. And then kablammy, Carlos Diego Fajera just lands this overhand right from hell. And Michael Johnson goes down. I mean, he is out like a light as soon as this shot lands. CDF, being the nurturing gentleman that he is, goes over and cradles Michael Johnson. It was just... It was a terrifying knockout, Jed Mishu. But CDF is back, and he got himself a freaking KO of the Year nominee, did he not? I mean, yeah, I guess. Uh, probably will be it, – it's going to at least make the, like, dock as you're putting it together. It's a hell of a knockout. Um, I I just in general assume that some, some other knockouts will mean more and thus rank higher. But this was the – second best knockout of tonight and the best one if you're not counting boxing so uh particularly coming from like coming from behind and coming off a big long streak of losses i do want to defend cdf for just a moment because look at the losses right like yes he hasn't won in like there are kids in freaking preschool who can say real words since the last time this man won a fist fight but his losses 
Benny Dariush, heard of him? He's doing pretty well these days. Uh, Gregor Gillespie, who also just doesn't fight anymore, but was very good at the time. And then uh, Matush Gamrot, also doing okay. So, like, those are very fine losses. Like, that's the best of the best at this weight class, the best division in the whole sport. So, coming back, getting a win over a... uh, Arguably the sport's premier fighter pull, who can pull defeat from the jaws of victory in Michael Johnson. Uh, I mean, it's just – it was a dope knockout. <laughs> I don't have a lot to say on it. It's just like it was really cool. Good for him. Let's try and fight more often now. Yep. His five losses are the three you named. A, another loss to Benny Dariush uh, at UFC 179. Another guy that's Dust- not too bad, too, huh? A yeah, and then there's this, there's this guy who's about to fight for the BMF title. His name is Dustin Poirier. That was the other loss. Doesn't suck. In 2015. And then he went like five, six years without actually losing a fight. I feel like if you're CDF, you got to look back on your career when it's all said and done. And you can draw a pretty clear line <laughs> about where you were. Just be like, yeah, like. I know where I was in quality. I beat everybody who wasn't a top 15 dude. And maybe even like one or two top 15 dudes, but like that's where I was. Wasn't ever the best guy, but I was unequivocally one of the 20 best guys. And that's a pretty cool thing, man. I'd take being one of the 20 best people in the world at something. Jed, you are one of the 20 best people in the world. Probably. That's 100%. I, I, you didn't even say it's something. So that's just one of that statement is just one of the 20 <laughs> best people in the world. Take it. I'll take it, Mike. You're right up there, Jed. You're right up there. Uh, you're the Fast and Furious series of, of my heart. How about that? AK, what did you think of CDS performance? Was there another performance that uh, that's going to be a memorable one? When you talk about this card oh. again on like Wednesday or Thursday or something, What's the first thing that's going to pop into your mind that's not Mackenzie Dern? Listen, I want to praise Joaquin Buckley and Natalia Silva, both of them. Um, Joaquin Buckley, I think we all agreed. Andre Fialio, great matchup choice for him because he's a guy who comes forward and swings, and we want Joaquin Buckley to have openings to add to his highlight reel. He certainly did. He got a quote-unquote TKO. I mean, that to me was a knockout. Of it. I guess I – guess, um, uh, it was a TKO because Terry Hatley tried to get <laughs> right? man killed. I don't know. I guess because Fialio kind of like came back to life. They're like, oh, he was the referee just saved, needed to save him. And it's like, no, I mean, yeah, he needed to save him earlier. Um, so that was great. And then Taya Silva living up to her billing as like a minus one million favorite. Uh, so great for both of them. Joaquin Buckley, especially new weight class, fantastic. Uh, or back, actually back to welterweight, which he fought up before he was in the UFC. But I also need to shout out Fialio and Victoria Leonardo because I, I UFC, please never cut these fighters. You, we need people. It sounds so insulting, but we need tough fighters, respectable fighters who lose in memorable ways. Jed, we've talked about this on I, on these preview shows and post fight shows before. These are ve- they're my like best prof- ideas. <laughs> Right? No, it's but it's true. They're like professional wrestling jobbers. Okay, you need a guy, uh, a guy or gal who you who, the the fighter that you're kind of not only favoring but kind of see star power in, so they can get their stuff off, get all their stuff off, get all their signature moves in. Just give give the fans a real taste of like what makes them exciting and why they should be watching these people. 
if this is the first time you see, saw Joaquin Buckley, you saw the highlight reel before, you saw the the Infokasanga Nainaka, and you're like you're like locked in. You're like, oh cool, let me see how that's a great highlight reel. Let me see if he pulls it off again tonight. Boom, big head, super super cool, well timed head kick. You're in. You're a Joaquin Buckley fan for life. You're telling your friends, I got to see Joaquin Buckley again. Natalia Silva, I don't know who, what casual person is tuning into the second prelim of the night, but just bear with me here. Uh, heavily hyped i think she's what 26 years old everyone's saying she's going to just run through victoria leonardo guess what she runs through victoria leonardo in very violent fashion so uh, again and leonardo is just too tough for her own good she's always getting something i think broken or fractured when she loses so in that sense maybe you know maybe, maybe we don't need to keep throwing in there but uh as much like i said i want to give the flowers to buckley and natalia silva but i also got to give praise to fighters like fialio and leonardo you you need fighters who lose in an interesting way i'm sorry it's that's just the way it is they're for me they're just as valuable if not more so than 500 fighters who occasionally who like win you know run off four yeah. straight decisions uneventful decisions like you need these fighters who lose fights i don't know maybe that's maybe i'm sadistic no you're not you need them I call them the Jonathan Goulets of the world because oh, yeah. if anyone here is old and watched like old <laughs> UFC, Jonathan Goulet was like the platonic ideal of this in that he was actually like could fight and thus had some skill, but he just had no chin. Like he just simply could not take a punch, but he always also like dyed his hair colorfully. So he stood out in like a way that you could at least like remember him and then he would get cartoonishly demolished whenever he lost. <laughs> so he was like perfect for this. And we've got a few guys in the UFC, like Devin Clark. When he loses, it tends to be in funny ways. Like we just need more people like that. I, Andre Fialo is really making a case to be one of those dudes. And that's great. It's a great role to serve in, in the organization. Do not cut him. Please do not cut Andre Fialo. Yeah. I don't ask for much. That's true. Or Victoria I think, uh, Yeah, I'm not a doctor, and I don't know if this is actually true or not, but it looked like Natalia Silva broke her jaw, like broke Victoria's jaw. It yeah. was bad. I felt bad. That Every photo punch of her. she landed. Yeah, that was bad. Nasty That's, knockout. That photo <laughs> of, of Leonardo just like looking like she regrets every life choice that led her down this road is tough. It's a tough place to be. That's how you... I mean, that's how you fight as a minus 900 favor. You go out there and you blow the doors off and you get a quick finish. So impressive stuff. Uh, Gilbert Urbina, good for him. Guy's been, hasn't fought since the tough loss to Brian Battle in the finale and comes out and just, I mean, he trucked Orion Kosi, just trucked him and took 20% of his money in the process because Kosi missed weight. Uh, Carolina Kovalkiewicz, what a, what a resurgence for Three Carolina. straight. Three She's straight, straight my best friend. She's streaking. Three straight wins. She is streaking. She Andre really Arlovsky S right here yeah. from Kobo. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, we need Garimbo. more Andre Arlovskis in the game, too. Tembo Garimbo. His first win UFC win. First UFC yeah, win. What a story he is. Uh, put over Colby Covington in his post fight scrum, if you want to check that out. Uh, but, Jed, before we go to the peeps, I want to leave it to you to discuss the one fight we have not discussed. Uh, just the no-brainer of no-brainers in NBB community. Rodrigo Nascimento versus Alir Latifi. This was this had to have scratched you right where you itched, right? This is the 
just uh, this is electric, right? <laughs> only, only you know, I had a great, great night betting just outside of being successful. This was the easiest heavyweight over of my life. This it was at minus one ten. Over two and a half was minus one ten, which feels like a highway robbery. I I had that turned on, and I wanted to watch the first minute to see if this would even be like somewhat sweaty. And almost immediately, I was just like, "Well, I'm just gonna go cook dinner now, and I'll come back to this in 15 minutes because there ain't no way this thing's not going the distance." It was magic. I loved every. <laughs> Every awful minute of this horrible fight. I know the rest of you didn't, and that's reasonable. But if you ever want to spice up a bad card like this, just bet heavyweight overs because it makes you enjoy the worst fights of the evening. And, Mike, you know what? I'm looking at it right now. Of the 17 heavyweight fights in the UFC this year, 10 of them have hit their overs. This division's the best. Heavyweights, this is this card wasn't high on the card, but heavyweights being put, you know, when they just randomly put like a heavyweight fight in like the Colmian event and stuff like that. Heavyweight fights being like guaranteed action or or at the very least like a, a end like, oh, it's we'll get a we'll get a knockout or out of it or something is like one of the biggest I don't know why this the UFC has pushed this myth for so long. Cause like for every like crazy they all have knockout power. Oh, of course. For every I, I'll tell you something, a lot of these heavyweights do not have knockout power, apparently. Uh but for every like crazy Chris Barnett like spin kick knockout, you get like these days, you get like four or five of these. You have four or five that Latifi, uh, Nascimento, Carl Williams, no. Chase Sherman. Uh, again, uh, another law. I don't know how we all know that, uh, Jed, you took a hit recently with, uh, with the Valentina loss. I feel like these heavyweight overs are just bringing you back single handedly. Like they're we just are. some of them are just so <laughs> obvious. Ten, 10 and seven, 10 and seven on the year. It's been great. <laughs> My God. And all, all, like almost all of the losses, I, I knew they're coming. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it on the principle, but Jailton Almeida is probably not gonna make it seven. <laughs> it's right. It's just this is what it is. But yeah, uh, it was ridiculous. Um, I don't know why we keep like. Would anybody really be upset if Rodrigo Nascimento and Ali Latifi never fought again? Like, would that would anyone be down other than their those two gentlemen and their families? I don't think we needed this fight, but. You know, it happened. It's a good smoke won. break fight. And I won. Chat GPT hit this week too, baby. Let's go. All the gimmicks. Man, and my gimmicks. gimmick bet. My gimmick parlay. I gimmick parlayed um This was the Hernandez. brother the brothers wasn't this, wait, was this, wasn't the brothers one? The brother they beat up well, they yes, beat up a guy exactly. who beat well, up or got beat up by brothers or something? No, no, no. Uh, uh, Orion Koski and uh, Edmund Shabazian both have wins uh-huh. over a guy named Daniel McWilliams. Oh, yeah. Like, he's like Jay Silva or whatever. Like, he's like one of those. Uh-huh. Jay Ellis. He's, he's Jay Ellis, not yeah. Silva. Yeah, Jay Ellis. Like, he's like a 10 and 58 job or whatever. And I figured this out during the show where o- Orion beat him after his brother beat him. Like, a month later, he watched his brother nuke this dude in the first round and was like, I too should beat that gentleman with the 10 and 38 <laughs> record. And so on principle, I was like, let's just bet against the two people who decided to put this man on their resume. Yeah. Wait, he also easy he, wins. He, he also lost to the Shabazzian brothers. No, yeah. Oh, also lost different. to the Shabazzian brothers as well. So, so that's, that's why, why to, this was like, uh, I'm yeah. just going to fade the Shabazz, Shabazzian and Koski brothers. What Easiest a, bet of my life. Felt so great. You have to be the only person who had this parlay in the universe. It was the, it was the dumbest parlay alive. <laughs> Cashed without without trouble is great. Okay.
I mean, this car was just full of interesting factoids on, on the regional scene. Because Whoa. speaking of Jay Ellis, Nick Fior, his first two pro wins are against yep. Jay Ellis. First yep. two. And Nick, it, and so Nick Fior doesn't have a good resume if you look at it. First it's 52nd submission, 92nd TKO. That's how Nick Fior's career started. And both were against Jay Ellis, who... At the time was 15 and 98. He is now 16 and 108. I should have thrown Chase Hooper into the parlay and just parlaying those people and retired. <laughs> just retired from gambling with that. Because Chase was plus money and Urbina was like minus 110. Awesome. JLS is right. If you, I mean, if you, I'm telling you, this is so fast. JLS's topology page is one of the it's most fascinating reads ever. This dude fights like every month, sometimes twice a month. He's already fought twice this year. He's got a, well, you're supposed to box in April. I don't know what happened, but this dude's going to fight like five more times this year at least. But just a very interesting, uh, retrospective on hey, the old topology the great, page. The great Gerald Mearshard has a victory over him. That's true. No, didn't oh Jay beats JB Gerald right? Uh, he may have beat him earlier, but I know that Gerald does have a win over him. <laughs> I don't know if somebody. Jay Jay's beaten like four people or something like that. Uh, I, I just want to give the final poll results of the how would you grade Mackenzie Duran's performance from Saturday? Uh, listen, A forty one percent, A plus thirty three percent, so seventy four percent combined saying you know she had great from A or A plus. That's not bad. There's a few like I don't know, C or lower. It's got to be just haters. I just kind of put that option just because I don't know, just for the haters, I guess. So seven percent haters you've been spoken for, but um, yeah, almost seventy five percent saying A or A plus. It was it was a great night for Mackenzie Dern. He does have a win over Gerald Mearshart, by the way. March two thousand seven, the, the first guy to beat him. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> yeah, just wow. Gerald Mearshart's second pro fight. He was one. Oh, okay, and, okay, okay. Uh. He also has a win over Daniel Strauss. How about that? But I mean, Man. just this dude's fought everybody. I just, I just Anthony Pettis on the regional scene. I want to talk to that man so badly. I think we should wow. go to the peeps. We're we're now in JLS territory. That means it's time to go to the peeps. I think. Yeah, let's go to the peeps. Let's go to the peeps. <laughs> we're in JLS territory. Let's go to the peeps. <laughs> If we don't, I'm about to turn this into a full-blown <laughs> Fast X conversation. So I've been holding back. <laughs> we'll take a few questions, uh, and then we're going to go. We'll take all questions about Jason Momoa. So if you see any of those AK, make sure to flag them. I will, yeah, I'll, send, the, I'll, I'll send them to Katie. Jed, you probably watched this fight. I mean, I don't think anyone really watched this fight very closely, but uh, would you say Alir Latifi was robbed? Because no. literally I needed about 90 seconds to realize that it was time to go walk my dog as that fight was playing out. And no. I don't know if he, I don't think he was robbed. He, he, he was not robbed. <laughs> I don't. If you won, it, it didn't matter who won this fight. No one by the structures of the fight could call robbery <laughs> on here if you want to make a case for Leo Latifi winning it like I can accept it I guess but he wasn't going to win it I was extremely extremely certain that Nascimento was getting it because he just walked forward more and they both didn't do much and he walked forward more and so that's going to win and he landed the better shots so 
Latier, uh, Alir getting one takedown. Might have gotten two. Um, I guess he, he got two because he got one in the second and the third. But no, I it, it's fine. Who cares is the real answer to this question. I'm looking just, – just for context, I'm looking at MMA decisions – all but one media member scored it for Nascimento. And then, and there is yeah. a 30-27 in there. Just one person scored it for early Latifi. Most yeah. people run 29-28 for Nascimento. So. If they had scored that for Latifi, my reaction would have been, well, that's probably not great, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Like it's, it just is what it is. Casey, yeah. whatever you do, please do not pull up this question from Casey Carpenter. I refuse to answer. Oh, no. It's on screen. Do not no, pull up Casey know, Carpenter, right? I see uh, you. I didn't I will not answer this question. How dare Casey you? Casey Carpenter, I want to know what it is. <laughs> no, now uh, I have to people, know. people on the YouTube can read it themselves. People in the pot who listen to this on podcast later, you're you're crap out of luck. All right. I'm just, I don't even want to acknowledge the phrasing of this question. Oh yeah. <laughs> you're such a hater. I'm, I I don't even want to say I want to explain this because people who listen to the podcast I feel so bad because people who listen to the podcast be like this whole segment is like what the hell's going on? But there's a phrase, listen, there's a phrase used in the media and among fans now when describing a tough fighter. All right, all right, we'll put it. Casey Carpenter is asking, AK, who has the most dog in them in the new Fast and Furious movie? I mean, there's for a very clear who has, answer. For anyone, okay, Jed, before you can answer this question in earnest in a moment. Uh, people, probably people, not everyone saw this tweet. I tweeted, if you, if you, I think I said specifically people in the media, if you use the phrase, so-and-so has that dog in them, <laughs> Like without irony, I lose all respect for you at this point. <laughs> it is so that, and I guess I also hate like, oh, th- he's him, she's her. Like after a big like play or whatever, like guys, we gotta expand our vocabulary okay, here. Who's, this game who's him in the Fast and Furious universe? That's the exact same thing. You might as well ask this or or her or her in the Fast and Furious universe. But um, I'm so tired of this phrase. Please stop <laughs> using it. Like there has to be another way. I know it's just tiresome for us to say so and so's tough. They're tough. They're tough. I get it. It's the same thing. It's just as tiresome, but it's like it's just almost like it's trying a little too hard, and I'm done with it. I cannot use. I cannot hear someone's ask. Does so and so have that dog in them anymore? I can't. Or, or they do have that dog in them. It's. It means nothing. It means nothing anymore. That being said, Casey Carpenter, the answer is very clearly Han, um, as he came back oh. from being dead. So. He got oh, that dog. Yeah, he wins. Inexplicably, he wins. by the way. Still not explained. Just for there are, spoilers. There are a couple more that are unexplained. They will no be. one dies in this franchise. Ironic. No one dies in the franchise except for, paradoxically, the actor who tragically mm. passed away in real life. Oh. His character is still alive. I don't want to go on a come around anymore. Okay, I, I, I promise I will not hijack this in terms. But they, Too it late. is. Too we late. are now three movies <laughs> since Paul Walker actually died. It is getting so uncomfortable every time they try and mention and write off like why he's not there, why his character's not there. Because they, they still they keep they still bringing have, back Jordana Brewster. They still have barbecues. They still have parties, and it's like okay, I get it. You can say like, well, we don't want him to come on the missions anymore. He's looking after the kids. There's no explanation why he's like, why can't him and the kids come to the parties? Why can't why, wife, is it, why is he not? His wife is there. Maybe he's just not. And I'll say this. I got to give another spoiler. In the new movie, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In the new movie, there's a scene where this guy, like Mia is being, atta- is being attacked inside the house. And then you see unseen assistance from off screen. You see like, oh, one of, this, one of the attackers gets taken off screen. And for a second, Jed, I thought 
they're gonna be like they're like thanks brian thanks for taking care (laughs) like oh brian's alive he's just off camera fighting guys you just don't see him anymore (laughs) i thought for a second i was like that's not what it turns out to be but i thought for a second like oh god no don't do this don't Honestly, I I might even respect it if they if they no. just went that far. No. Like just, it is, it's insane that Jordana Brewster keeps showing up in these movies. Well, you need because they could just leave her out. Like if I was watching that movie and she just wasn't at the barbecue, I would not have been like, "Huh, where's your sister, Dom?" I'm like, "Oh, that makes sense. She's off with the kids and Brian." It's, I have so many things to say insane. right now, and I just case yeah, I put up another Han, question quickly. Put up another Han, question, please. Han has that dog in him. Yeah, all right. Han, all right, all right. Han came back to life. I'll go. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, is this? What do you want me to say, bro? Is that grit and determination? Sure, I love it. sure. I, it's, it's yeah, I get it. Fine. It's not. It's it's. These are were. I get it. These are we're we're trying to find bring, ways to say things. Let's, let's bring back. Listen, there's not a lot of ways to I, say it, but let's let's bring back. Let's just shuffle through them like every couple of decades. Gorilla Monsoon, you say he has that intestinal fortitude. Let's yes. bring back intestinal fortitude. How about right. that? He's got sand. He's got sand. He's got sand. That's so good. <laughs> Very good. I want to. I want to bring back That's sand. So good. He's got sand. Yeah. He's just got let's sand. Let's do that. All right, let's go. Let's sand. Let's go sand for the next few years. Then we'll then we'll go back to intestinal fortitude, and then you know maybe a decade from now we'll we'll revisit the AK, dog. Does John thing. Cena? Does John Cena have sand? Ak, not in this movie. <laughs> not in this one. Not in ten. He's like, he's like super Disney character, nice guy in this. It's a it's such a strange movie. That's just who John Cena is as a person. So it's fine. Yeah, he's he just being John Cena. Yeah, he's just being John Cena in this movie. The only thing I've seen, like I saw a couple of trailers, and the one thing that I can't get out of my head is Vin Diesel punching Jason Momoa, and it just looks like his arms weigh 5,000 pounds. Like he just can't get it over, and he's just <laughs> punching, and each punch takes like 11 seconds to get to his face, and Jason Momoa just – stands there smiling because they can't possibly have an effect on him because they're coming so slow at him. Mm-hmm. That's it, that's it is, my only takeaway. Dom is a – if you go back and watch one, the physical difference, Vin Diesel, oh. over the 15 years, he was like, you know, built and trim. <laughs> he is just sleek Now, there's a reason he is never not wearing a tank top. <laughs> This. All right. Let's not shame, let's not shame anyone. But we will say they they show a picture for some reason they use a file photo of Vin Diesel from an older movie in this movie. Like, they, and I'm like, why would you do this? Why? Like, he doesn't why even did, look like the did, same guy. Why did they do any of the things they did? I don't know. Okay. Jed, we are going to do an emergency pod. I think just for no. I don't even know where we we're going to release it. I don't know what we're going to do with it. But I have so many thoughts. I'll put it up under the damn damn that movie ruled. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Jason Momoa has so much fun. It wasn't even an MMA fighter in this movie for us to like connect it. We were hoping like to have no. because Francis was in the Francis was in the last one. No, Francis was in, yeah the, uh, nine. Uh, Gina Carano was in six, and Ronda was in seven. Jason Statham's um, probably trained MMA at some point. <laughs> just, this is I mean he should count. Has there been a, an actual MMA cage in an episode yet? Shockingly, no. no. Shockingly, Hon- that is a honestly pretty surprising. But no, <laughs> they've been to space, but they haven't yeah. been in a cage yet. Have they cooled the off. 
they cooled off from MMA when uh, their two MMA fighters were Gina. We know where Gina's at currently. <laughs> and Rondo, who's one of the worst actors I've ever seen. <laughs> That's like I look. Not everyone can do it. I'm not saying I'd be a good actor either. She was abhorrent, uh, and I think they may have decided to go in a different direction. Yeah. Get get burnt uh, out MMA fighters. Jason Momoa. I know which one. I, which directorial choice I'd be making if I'm trying to round out my cast. I'm biting my tongue right now. I have so much to say. Brie, Brie Larson Oscar winner. Ronda Rousey. There is one of the worst Jed, actresses of all time. There are, Jed, there are four Academy Award winning actresses in this I movie. I know. It's Rita Moreno best. is in it as the grandmother we've never heard of. She suddenly shows up. She's an EGOT winner, guys. She's got Emmys. She's got Tonys, Oscar. She's in this movie. Best. Charlize in like her third Fast Furious movie. We know she won Best Actress for Monster. Of course, people remember. Brie Larson, she won for Room. She's a Best Actress winner. She's so uh, bad in this movie. Oh, Helen Mirren, the Helen queen, Mirren. shows up. Helen Mirren again. That's like her. That's like her. That's like her fourth Fast yeah. and Furious movie. So Helen Mirren oh, is Jason Statham's mom. Yeah, she came in like four movies ago. She's Jason Statham's mom in canon. Wow. But also is like friends with Dom for reasons. No one in this movie who's supposed to be related to someone looks like each other. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go, go. No, no, no. Casey, get a question, please. Get a question. Stop me. I, I know. Don't want, I don't want to talk about the card oh, anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. Like, Brie Larson and Scott I, Eastwood are siblings I, I, in this film. No, he's not really related. I thought he was Mr. Nobody's son. No, they joked about it. Oh, this is okay, getting too. Uh, this is getting way too. <laughs> granular just... i have no idea what's happening i'm sorry I, I've, I've seen one and i've seen the first one and a half of these films and then that's it i'm sorry Mike. but but this is this is probably more enjoyable just like trying to figure out what the hell you're talking about than the actual yeah. movies were oh, for me. i just I, something, something about family that's all i know i was thinking always. about it in the yes, theaters always. i was like if you went back to whatever whatever year the first one came out and you told anyone who watched that movie and were like Within 15 years, this franchise is going to go to space. <laughs> no one would believe you. And yet here we are. I, I watched hey, that. Just we successfully space. hijacked this conversation. Yes, I think I listen. I, I just got a message uh, on our Slack channel that we need to go to space, and by that <laughs> means we need to get out of here. So you can go ahead and hit our okay. space exploration uh, music, Casey. AK and I will be back tomorrow morning to discuss this card a little bit further. And only Not this serious? card, AK. Okay, okay. And only this card. On to the next one Thanks. going down. AK, uh, for me, tell me who needs to show up. and what, Who's the new actor that needs to make it to Fast 11? Leonardo you know, they're DiCaprio. always bringing in a new... Uh, he's, I don't think he's going to do it. Give me Don DiCaprio. Chris. Chris Hemsworth, I think there's a real shot, though. I think we can get him. His wife, his wife, Elena. I know. Okay, she's one of Danny two Lewis. people that has ever died in the, come out of, in the movie. Danny, Danny Lewis, Lewis come out of retirement for the past periods. And I would, well, I would spend $400 to watch that movie in theaters. <laughs> DDL's, <laughs> DDL's the big bad. God. Well, thank you for watching the UFC Vegas 73 post-fight show. And oh, is that what this is about? I have no idea. And also, our <laughs> new segment, A Critical Eye, based on movie reviews from MMA fighting staffers, A.K. Lee and Jed Bishu. We thank you very much for joining us. Good night, everybody, and may all your cinematic dreams come true. I'm so proud of us, A.K. I love y'all. 
hell are we doing? <laughs> they asked the questions. We're here for the people, Mike. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. 